Welcome to Gaming Together Cooperative Podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-partner, Nave. Each pod, we play through cooperative experience and relay to you, the listener, if this game is the creme de la creme of co-op or something better off playing solo. But this is not a standard episode. I'm currently traveling when you're listening to this, so if you're like a new listener and this is your first episode, this probably isn't a recommended starting point. But if I were to recommend a good starting point, go check out like episode 67 which is Power Wash Simulator for a more traditional take on gaming together. But instead, this week, we are going to do a bit of a reintroduction to our host and talk a little bit about podcasting in general. So if you made it this far, let me introduce my esteemed co-op partner, Nave. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Now, Nave, you like video games, right? Yeah, I'm known to play a video game or two. Well, we are a video game podcast. If you weren't aware, but we do more than that. We're not just voices that talk about video games on the internet. So this is a chance for the dear listener at home to take a little look behind our skirts and see who we really are. So Nave, what do you do for a living? How do you exist? I don't know. For the last while, I've been a postal worker, been a mail carrier. Um, it's a hard, it's hard living. It's a rough life. Yeah. You know, it's cold. Out every there. time. Me and Jan are out driving, and I see a mail truck. I would literally like point out and be like, there's Nave right there, yeah. even though we obviously don't live near each other. But it's a fun game we play. I feel like I've never seen a mail truck in my life before becoming a postal carrier. I didn't even know what they did. So I had no idea what I was stepping myself into. But now when I see a mailbox in a video game or in an, in an anime <laughs> or something, I immediately yeah. notice. I'm like, like there are these mailboxes in, uh, I think, Grand Theft Auto Five that they're cluster boxes in the in the fucking boonies up in the north part of the map and they do not make sense and i remember getting so <laughs> pissed off about how uh, little sense they made because the type of cluster box they are they open from the back but they're ass to ass like there is two boxes ass to ass pointing in opposite directions and i'm like how is the postal carrier supposed to get in there no like, this come makes on me so that variation off. is the part where the front all comes open at once when you swing it open but was no, there a hinge on the back can, no you can look at the front and tell where the fucking key goes in and there's no spot for it there because it's full of mailboxes you have to be able to get behind it mm, seems kind of sus you know what annoys me about those boxes though because i think another one you're talking about you know how many times i've broken a key off in the package or parcel one yeah, that happens all the time. And then the yeah. only way they can fix that is uh, a fucking maintenance guy comes out and just punches the fucking key, the whole key thing out, throws it in the dumpster, and then puts a new key thing in there. It's so it it's so fucking annoying because little kids will break them. Like they're just <laughs> so much annoying shit. Like usually the keys have a tag on them so that you yeah. know this goes to the A box, this goes to the B box. Kids will rip the tags off. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yep, I it's know exactly like, what you mean. Fucking damn it, dude. <laughs> Why can't we have anything nice in America? Yeah, for fucking real. I remember when I was a kid, I used to be like, man, why don't we just have like mirrors on corners so that we could see around the corners? It makes sense. And I didn't realize, like, I think about that all the time, that dumb kid thought I had, because it's like that would get defaced so fast. Like, instantly destroyed. Yeah. Can't have anything. All right. So it's pretty good career coverage. 
Nave, what are your hobbies outside of gaming? Uh, I have I have severe ADHD, so I have I have a hundred. It's a hobby that I just oh, okay. kind of like. <laughs> I like jump hoops between a whole bunch of different ones, but primarily I game. I do a lo- I do a, a little bit of anime watching. I do some guitar playing. Some, I play some chess. Used to play Magic a whole lot. I put that down for a while. Um, I do a lot of reading, audio books on top of that. You know, the podcast, music and stuff. I'm really into music. So I'm, I'm always listening to like new albums and stuff that come out, trying to find some new shit. Yeah, speaking of chess, well, uh, like you, you play, play chess, like online ranked or whatever, chess.com. What's your current rank? Uh, high 600s like i would have to open the chest back up it's like mid to high 600s i've been kind of just grinding it which is not the way you should if you want to if you want to i'm 631 so i'm actually low 600s now oh no uh well it it wavers you know it goes in the 600s like up and down um the if you want to actually climb you should in between each match analyze your game and figure out what went wrong I just kind of have been not doing that. I've just been playing game after game after game after game after game. Just getting games Just in. game. Yeah, just gaming. All right, uh, did you mention... I, I know you play guitar. You mentioned that part? Yeah. So uh, you play guitar lately? What have you been playing? Or you just well, jam? For Yeah, for the most part, I just play the same, like, 30 songs I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Everlong, and then uh, Misery Business, you know, it just, it just never changes. That's so wild you said Misery Business, because I did just recently learn how to play that. Like, maybe a month ago. I mean, it's a good one. Junk, junk. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but that that song is an E standard, and so I never in E standard. I'm always drop tuned, so I'm hardly ever playing E standard stuff. God, I don't even know what group I'm in, but I always see memes about people going into uh, guitar shops and then running away after changing the tuning, the drop, drop E or drop D or whatever. (laughs) They're like, what's so stupid? Like, is that really a problem? I don't know. I don't go to guitar shops very often, but if I did, I would instantly tune it to drop D. I would like that because I don't really that that's where most of my knowledge is, is like playing like that. I was, um just doing like the little Facebook videos. And I saw one that was uh, a disturbed concert and Mr. Disturbed himself was like talking to a little girl in the front row. And she had to be like eight or something like that. And, and I don't know if she was crying or what, but he's like, it's okay. What's going on? And they're like, Oh, it's your birthday. And then he gets the audience to sing happy birthday for this like eight year old little girl in the audience. I'm like, man, I'm tearing up. This is rock yeah. and roll as hell. Yeah, there was this one where this, I don't remember what band it is, but I saw them live recently. They were like basically Linkin Park, but a little bit heavier, just a little bit heavier. And in 2023, no, it is like a newer band. And um, they were like, oh, this this person was at our meet and greet, the VIP meet and greet, this this boy. And he said it was his birthday. So we got this guitar for you. And it was the guitar they were playing on the whole set. And they gave him the guitar. And I was like, oh, that's that pretty incredible. Fucking hold on to that thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> better fight off all the weirdos. Because sometimes it's weird, man. Like when they throw drumsticks, people get pissed off at each other. It's so weird. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, you, you go to a lot of shows. Crazy. Yeah. Or a lot I've of pl- rock shows. I've gone to more shows than I've beaten games this year. <laughs> yeah. With well, some of the bands you saw. You see corn. Um, you see. Uh, I got some tickets I right here. I, uh, Coheed. In this moment, Motionless of White, Polyphia. I did see Coheed. I saw the Mars Volta, Chelsea Grin, Suicide Silence. I actually didn't get to see them because I got kicked out of that show. Uh, Dance Gavin Dance, Lacuna Coil. I saw Lamb of God. I saw Bear Tooth. 
Uh, I saw Godsmack with Bad Omens and uh, Primus. I saw Primus. next year. I'm gonna go see Tool, so that's gonna be fun. There's a, like I already got a bunch of shows. I almost went to Cattle Decapitation a couple of days ago, but I was still kind of sick. And so I, I see a couple. Is of that days a ago, band or a show? Cattle Decapitation is a band. Okay, I don't think I've heard of that one. Yeah, it sounds pretty I, good. I, you could probably guess what they sound like. Like you could probably hear it in your mind's eye right now. <laughs> All right. Any other hobbies? They sound you like mention? the Killers. Dude, the Killers. It cracks me up because like their their name is literally like Killers, but they are like the softness of soft rock. Yeah, it is funny. All right, what'd you Yo, say? It's weird because they're so American too. Like all their songs are like Coca Cola and uh, Friday Nights at the Diner, but then. They're so popular in like Europe and crap like that. Like it's like yeah. Sweden or something like that. Somebody told me it's been on the top list for the last 20 years. Dude. And that's the thing is that that's a band. There's a handful of bands that I listened to a lot in high school that I kind of grew out of like disturbed. I don't listen to the Avenged sevenfold. There's just a handful that I'm like, ah, when it comes on, I'm like, ah, I, I could be listening to something else. But when the killers come on, I still fucking listen to it. Like the oldest stuff. I'm like, Dude, the old stuff's so good. Great. They still play it in like, uh, where were we at? We were at like Kohl's or something like that, which I think is just like a reseller place or whatever, like name brand store. And they, they were playing Kohl's. the killers over. <laughs> they were playing the killers over the, the music in the thing, but it's Christmas now. So they were playing one of the killers Christmas songs because the killers have a Christmas album. I don't know if you've heard it, but it, no. we play it every year in our house because we love the killers Christmas album. It's there, a do you know, do you know the band August Burns Red? No, they're uh, they're a metalcore band. They're great. They're they're one of my favorite metalcore bands still to this day. I think I saw them this year too, and I made like a little video of it on my Instagram. But um, the uh the band has two Christmas albums. Incredible. And they're fucking incredible. Yeah, they're great. Like they're all. I think most of them are. In, I think almost all the songs are instrumental. But listen to Carol of the Bells, listener, by uh by August Friends Red. It's pretty fucking metal. It's great. They also do a Legend of Zelda uh, instrumental. That's awesome too, and they played that live whenever they were whenever they were there, which is wild because a week before that I went to a rave and they also played like a Legend of Zelda song like uh, as a sample in one of their songs, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's weird. I'm seeing August Burns Red next week. God, that makes me. Think, I don't know if I'm just being targeted for this, but it's just like kids and rock bands. I saw another clip that I think it was like it might have been the Foo Fighters. They had a kid on stage and they're like, hey, you know, little Jimmy, uh, do you want to sing with us? And he's like, oh, yeah, song. I don't know what songs or whatever. And he's like, oh, what songs do you know? And he's like, I listen to a lot of Metallica. And the <laughs> dude's like, all right, I know some Metallica. He's like, you guys know Metallica? And the band's like, yeah, we know Metallica. And they're like, oh, what do you want to <laughs> like, play? I don't know, maybe. And he's like, Inner Sandman. He's like, you want Inner Sandman? Okay. And then they all start playing Inner Sandman <laughs> at the Foo Fighter concert. And I'm Dude, like, that's just ridiculous. So I watched Senses Fail, which my Guitar Hero 3 fans, they'll remember Senses Fail. And um, I went to see their show. And in the middle of one of their songs, they were it was quiet and they were drinking some water. I already told the story before, but this is for any new listeners. Um, they were some quiet. And I scream out, Freebird. This is a tiny little venue, right? So we're in a small venue. And so the singer immediately turns around. He's like, who said that? And then he, I'm like, woo, because I'm pretty drunk. I'm like, woo. Yeah. And then he's like, you really want to hear Freebird? And I'm just like, oh, yeah, woo. And then they play the entire solo of Freebird. And, and I was just like, stuff. this is incredible. They had that in the can. They were ready for someone to scream Freebird. They really were. 
All right, Nave, to better get you to know you, I got some interview questions lined up. So, Nave, what is your greatest strength? What is your your reliance thing? Like, if you're a Dungeons & Dragons character, what's your uh, uh, class specialty? Uh, Probably charisma. That would probably be it. Or maybe wisdom. You're, we're, we're just we're specifically talking about dra- Dungeons & Dragons? No, it doesn't have to be Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, okay. Uh, I would probably say that I think my the, the best thing about me, as far as podcasts go, is, like my ability to just kind of step outside of myself and, and think about like other things. Like, I think that's probably why our, am I the asshole section that we just recently introduced has gone so well is because I'm able to just kind of like phase shift into, into whatever (laughs) I need to, to get the conversation going. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm switching in the suit mode. Yeah. Where's my super suit? All right. Well then what's your greatest weakness? I talk too much. I talk way too much and I derail everything way too much. But I think that that weakness is funny for the listener. It's just annoying to be around when you're trying to record a thing about a specific thing. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, I might weigh on on this cause I know you semi well. Let's see. What do I think your greatest strength is? Hmm. I'd say your greatest strength is probably like you have a good conductivity whenever a certain like, idea shift comes up like this is getting really up our own asses but like if we're having a discussion and you manage to like pick up a running thread i know that you can run with it pretty far as far as like a conversational strand goes not necessarily like pulling a tangent but able to keep a a joker goof running (laughs) a a good a good little bit and then usually we can get a good callback later on like i feel like you're really observant and you're able to add fuel to the fire Whenever you get a, a decent spark. Yeah. Keep as far as your greatest going. weakness, your fucking punctuality, replying <laughs> to messages. You're late from our, for our other recording. I don't even know how you managed to get on guest spots on other shows with how fucking flaky you are. I mean, you do yeah. show up eventually, but it's like, I'll send you a message, not get a reply for eight hours until I send another message asking you to reply to the first message. And you're like, oh yeah, that sounds good. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck, Nave? Why? <laughs> So I think well, that's your greatest weakness. We'd be much stronger co-op partners if you weren't the way you were or are. I think the uh, the punctuality thing is a, a running theme in my entire life. Is that oh, I've never, God. I am never, I'm never early. I I go to all these concerts. I am late to those. That is my favorite thing in the world. And, I am and you're late, late to, to those every time. Oh, yeah, my God. yeah. That's I what know. I think your greatest weakness is. All right, this last one is: What do you think you're famous or known for? Oh, uh, The Last of Us being a, 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 a prankster amongst their kind, the people that yeah. like that show. Or you game. just love to feed that fire, don't you? Which I started watching the show, and the show's not bad. I think I've seen two episodes at this point. Yeah, I have HBO Max just from my internet provider, and that's what the show is on. And that would be the only reason why I would actually like sign into it, is to watch The Last of Us TV show. And what, apparently, you, you don't want to watch the Master Chief show? No, I don't want to watch the Master Chief show, please. <laughs> I got to preserve my identity of, of Master Chief in my head. The uh, Apparently, the most popular episode of The Last of Us TV show is the one that does is, has nothing to do with the game. They do their own thing, and that is the most popular episode. So <laughs> I find that pretty striking. That's funny. So those are your famous for is stoking the flames of... Uh... Oh yeah, uh, I'm a fucking. Was? I'm a Twitter goon. 
So everyone, follow us on Twitter to see my goonery. I'm constantly just sharing the stupidest shit. It's not always gaming related. I find that interesting is that like a lot of podcasts on Twitter will – like the, this is strictly our podcast account. No, our Gaming Together podcast is basically Nave's personal Twitter account. <laughs> and I am just fucking doing really dumb shit on there all the time. It is not always gaming related. You can always just, funny. You can see what I'm into because I'll tweet at the fucking creators of things occasionally just trying to figure shit out. It's like, I don't know, because there was this game I was looking for recently called the The Light in the Darkness, which is about the Holocaust, and it, it's it says on Google that it's on Xbox, but I couldn't fucking find it, so I t- googled it. it. I tweeted at him. I, no, he just said it's not released yet. It's released oh, on everything okay. but Xbox. And I'm just like, oh, okay, I guess I don't know what that says about Xbox players, but <laughs> that they're not gonna play this free game. But whatever. No, it makes me think about the uh, the Taiwan thing in China. Where it's like uh, the Sony games published on Sony platforms or whatever can't mention Taiwan. Oh yeah, we had fucking Colin Moore. That was Colin Moriarty. The what game was it? Uh, it Twin was Breaker. Uh, yeah, it Twin was Breaker. Twin Breaker. Yeah, yeah, the Sacred Symbols Adventure. Where they put Taiwan. No, it wasn't. It was a uh, their other game, uh, Perils of Baking. Where in the monster log they have like flavor text for the monsters, and one of them mentioned Taiwan randomly, and they took it out because of that. Because Sony uh, was like, "No, no, thank you," or something like that. He explained it better. Go listen to that episode where he explains it through his own mouth. Well, I think there was like a thing for a while with like, uh, what was it? Uh, the "Don't see me" or "You can't see me" guy. Who's that? What John Cena? John Cena. I think John Cena had to do like an apology or something because he mentioned Taiwan. But he's I, his publication company is like supported by China, China. representatives. Yes, John Cena, speaks, the American he hero. He speaks perfect Mandarin. Yeah, that was a pretty <laughs> good meme. I take it back. Whatever I was, what was it? My greatest strength. My greatest strength is interpreting what the fuck Philip is saying. Because like, oh, Philip yeah. says the, the he says some broken English to me, and I somehow I'm like uh, John Cena. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like about you Google or whatever, where you just put words into Google and you're like, it'll figure it out. <laughs> and then and then it gives you three results and then it shrugs. And I'm like, oh. All right. Uh, I don't think I have any more interview questions. Anything else you want to put out there about yourself? No, I don't like talking about myself that much. All right. My turn. This is where oh, you, you want to ask me. Him? Oh, OK. Yeah. Remember that first question you asked me? Why don't you answer that yourself? Oh, yeah, about, you know, my career, how I support myself since we're not supported by gaming together. Uh, I've done about I did about two years working as a correctional officer at the Oklahoma State Penitentiary and realized I like the military style and the conforming. And so then I joined the military because the prison sucked. Joined the Air Force specifically. Been in for about eight years. I'm a staff sergeant uh, enlisted. I did about six years of C-130 maintenance. Those are like, you remember AC-130 gunships in Call of Duty 4? That's what you worked on? No. I worked on the ones Uh that dropped the care packages whenever you called them in. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, the the care package, that was a pretty popular uh, kill streak. So good for you. Thanks. Yeah, so I did that, and that also sucked. So I (laughs) then cross-trained and became a keyboard warrior. I'm now Cyber Systems. And I've been doing that for the last like year or so, two years. And while I was in retraining, that was during COVID. And I spent a lot of time just trapped, unable to go anywhere in my hotel room while I was being retraining. And that's what actually triggered the start of Gaming Together, the podcast. 
So yes. it all resorts in me, you know, not liking my job is what got this show started. <laughs> same. Absolutely <laughs> the same. All right, next name. Next. Okay, hoobies. Tell all us right. about those hoobies. So my hobbies. I love walking because it's like the only thing I can do that keeps my baby and my dog happy. Because otherwise my dog is losing her goddamn mind. <laughs> and otherwise my baby is losing his goddamn mind while Jan is trying to take care of our two older kids and, you know, make dinner and stuff like that. I spend a lot of time walking, listening to podcasts, that type of stuff, just around on base. Uh, in our Hearthstone episode, I talked about how I did most of my Hearthstone gaming was on mobile while walking my dog with my baby strapped to my chest. So I do a lot of that. I do a lot of reading. Like right now I'm reading the Akatar series, which they referenced in Dungeons and Daddies at one point. And I was do like, is really? that an Akatar reference? Yeah. Specifically, they referred to, um, I don't know if you remember, they have a ring that the bad dad, I don't remember his name, the bad granddad. Yeah. Yeah. They, he has a ring that he gives to anime boy's mom. And it has an engraving. They said it specifically has the Akatar font on it, which is like a set of fantasy books. Oh, but my, my wife is super my into reading. Oh my God, she is. My wife's super into reading. So basically I just read everything she does. So I usually don't actually have my own books. I just have her books that I'm reading. Oh no, names being invaded. They're just kids outside. Damn Kicking kids. The railing. <laughs> All right, next question. Uh, what is your greatest strength? Oh yeah, easy. I think I'm hella organized, kind of. I will make endless lists in Excel sheets, basically highlighting everything I should be doing at every moment, except I also tend to not follow them or just forget I made them and move on. Or even worse, not have access to them, where it's like I'll put a list on my phone, but I can't have my phone at work because we're in a secure environment. And so I'm like, oh, I have a list of things I need to do today but I don't know what they are. Classic me type stuff. So I think I'm pretty good at organization. I don't know. What do you think my, my greatest strength is? I would probably also say organization because <laughs> you keep this whole show together where I'm, I am very, I am very uh, spontaneous. So I, I really, I'm really, uh, it's hard for me to organize anything and keep it organized. I usually am like, this is what I want. And I just, push it off on someone else who will get it done and i'm like okay shut up anyway now that i've hurt my dog's feelings oh all right greatest weakness i think i can be pretty dumb as hell when it comes to a lot of things and my english fails me a lot which kind of <laughs> sucks whenever i'm trying to learn other languages like there's i don't know it's funny because i've done like i'm still in going you know, through like school or whatever I, I guess i could have been on a hobby i'm going through online school for early childhood development, family studies, basically kind of like caseworker stuff for kids that get abused and crap like that. Also just like developmental type stuff for children. Like John and I've done a, shit. No, it's not that big. I've done oh. a lot of study on language learning and acquisition. And one study that I found that was, I thought was really funny, but also kind of makes sense, but it's also dumb as hell was they had like a group of students go learn Spanish in, in Spain or whatever for a whole semester. They had another group of students that stayed home and learned Spanish at home. They tested their abilities because they covered the same course material in both places. And surprisingly, the kids that went to Spain, their Spanish got better 
but their English also got worse. Meanwhile, what? yeah, I know. Meanwhile, the kids that stayed in America, their English stayed the same, and their Spanish also improved, but not as much as the kids that went to Spain. So it was saying that not using a language as much as their other language actually damaged it. So then I always wonder about, am I possibly polluting myself by learning other languages that my English is less good than my other skills? Well, at least you don't podcast in English, so it doesn't matter that much. I know, it doesn't matter. I spend a lot of time just saying words, hoping people will understand what I'm saying. And that be, that's also one of my podcasting theories, which we'll get to later talking about different podcasting abilities, is if you don't know what to say, sometimes it's okay to just keep talking and maybe you'll get there. Yeah, like sometimes Philip drops just a fucking linguistic flashbang in the middle of the room, and I just stare straight at it as, as it goes off. And then, and then the blind in the blindness, somehow I find a Zen moment where eventually I understand exactly the game he's talking about. Sometimes I I wish we had a compilation of of you explaining something, and then I'm like, oh yeah, that. And like I want to find the most the biggest leap I've ever taken. You know what I mean? Like oh, how's the most fun. the the farthest distance I've ever had to leap to figure out what Philip was talking about. It's like he actually like Philip was describing Dragon Quest Eleven, but he was referring to Mass Effect Andromeda, and you managed to pick up the difference. <laughs> it's even funnier when we have a guest on, and then they're just like, "What?" Like they, they're always just <laughs> flabbergasted. You can never see it, listener, but we I see the look on the guest's face when I somehow pick up on what he wants. All right. So, what's my greatest weakness then? From your point of view, hmm. you have a family. I need more. I need <laughs> more attention. Holding me back. Yeah, I need more attention. Uh, my podcast career is suffering because of my family. <laughs> yeah, how dare they? Don't show this to Jana. Oh my god. Philip, Philip editing this in the podcast. What is my greatest weakness? Your family. <laughs> Jana's like, excuse me. Yeah. No, but I have a lovely family: three kids, a wife, a dog, house. It's all there. Yeah, Two cats. I live vicariously through Philip. Yeah, I'm a pretty normal American, I think, with a family, which I love. And a podcast. <laughs> All right, so what What am I famous for or whatever? I don't know if I'm actually famous for anything. Like, whenever I put these questions in there, I thought maybe you are going to talk about your stupid uh, achievement hunter days where you wrote guides and crap like that. Oh like yeah, God. that's the real answer. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, oh, you know, like this is this is a cool hobby that Nave for a long time wrote guides and showing people like, oh, here's thousands of people that I've helped with whatever this one-off game is or whatever, get their achievements in there. But no, you had to be weird about it. Yeah, well, I mean, I still get comments on those videos to this day asking if I'm going to make a new... <laughs> like, hold on, let me see. I can look at my latest comments. The last comment I got, oh my God, hold on. It was four days ago saying thanks this oh, one was like awesome. i love the hidden airfield from jason bavington i love the hidden airfield thanks for so many great discoveries in these vids how the heck did you find all these things hashtag respect seven days ago well how did you find them all uh i just fucking looked i don't <laughs> <laughs> i'm good at video games i guess i don't know i, I didn't have a hard time finding th this was for the game valley so i made like eight videos on that game just for each chapter and then that these were are literally how I learned how to edit. So like whenever I edit anything, it's like the same knowledge I picked up from like editing these fucking YouTube videos together. Yeah, a lot of these a lot of these comments are just people saying thank you and this is a good walkthrough. 
Oh, thank you, people, for commenting. It makes me feel good occasionally. Yes, we appreciate all comments. Anyways, Philip's the most famous for his fucking backlog spreadsheet. That's what everyone would ask about whenever they talk to me. Yeah, they'd be like, "How's Philip's <laughs> spreadsheet going?" I'm like, "I don't fucking know, man. I don't like, I, I'm just it. fine for my life." So, <laughs> I thought I'd be most famous for this is another like job-related bullshit. So here, I even got the link. So back whenever I first started doing like maintenance or whatever on C-130s, basically I hated my job as it turns out or whatever. Like I hated working out in the Florida heat. So at one point they came out and they were like, Hey, you still there? Yeah. Okay. I thought I lost I, you. I was, I was still, because I'm reading the, the, the thing that you sent me. Yeah. So they came out of my work and basically they were like, Hey, we need our maintenance guys to actually go out and use the education benefits that you get in the military. Because we pay for them, they should use them. Otherwise, they're going to go away. They were like, hey, every Tuesday and Thursday, you can leave work early at like noon. And we get there at 6. So that's after like 6 hours. And that's, you get to go, we go home at like 3 o'clock. So that's like 3 hours you get to go home early. And it's like, all you have to do is you have to go to the education center and take a college level test. Take a test. They'll give you college credits if you pass it. If you don't pass it, no, don't worry about it. It's free. And they did this for a month and they're like, whoever does the most in this month will get two days off of work. And I'm like, no one's going to fucking do this. I'm going to do this. (laughs) And so for a whole month, twice a week, I would leave work early to go do college level testing. And I passed every single one of them. And I was taking some dumb as hell classes. It was like intro to crime scene investigation, intro to uh, like substance abuse management or something like that (laughs) intro to kinesthetic uh body training just like random bullshit that i didn't even really care about college is so dumb it is i took like three different courses that were like education or like public education classroom management or something like that or no it was like organizational management uh occupational safety i was just taking these random classes that i was just common sensing my way through because I didn't study for any of these. And they end up I ended up getting all that time off. They gave him the days off. And then another random point, they were like, yo, this is actually pretty cool. They got like the news crew on base, took me back to the library and we did a photo shoot. I don't know if you saw the, the stupid ass yeah, photo of me like staring at books. <laughs> the same it looks is that the same book over and over? You just have the pile of the same book over and over. It looks yeah, like maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but it, just staring at books and they were like, This airman completed 24 credit hours in one month when really I was just trying to get out of work. And then I, I got a little infamous at work for that. Not for getting out of work, but being a big fucking nerd. Yeah, the fucking book bookworm babies yeah, over here. Like, oh, college boy over here. Meanwhile, I'm like, none of those actually apply towards my <laughs> bachelor degree or anything like that. Those are all random bullshit classes, including Spanish. I did that one as well. Yeah, well, that reminds me. I think we both have that same urge to get out, get the fuck out of responsibility as fast as possible. Because I, whenever I got kicked out of high school, I went to night school and it was all online courses, so you could do them at home. And yeah. so I ended up doing two and a half years of math in in one month, like just knocking <laughs> all of it out. In that one sounds like month. your uh, ADHD popping off or something like time to 
zone in on this one thing. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that when I was a, I don't know if I ever talked about this on the podcast, but whenever I was in night school, I did that, and then I did a year of English as well, which included essays. I had to write a whole bunch of essays and shit, and then the the pre the the principal of the night school started pulling me out every day and like telling me to go to call. He's like, you need to drop out of night school. You do not belong here, which he was right. It was full of like drug addicts and gang, gang, <laughs> gang bangers and shit. I was, I was the odd man out there. And then, uh, he was like, you need to drop out of here. You need to go get your GED and go to college. And the, and he would take me out every day, like at lunch and he would show, give me like college applications and shit. And then I was just like, Nah, but I will go get my GED, and I went and got the GED, and I'm telling you guys, I don't know if this is just Oklahoma and we're just dum-dums here, but to get your GED, you only need to do, like, a month of freshman year in high school, and that's it. Like, that, if you can get through freshman year a month of it, you can get your GED, you could pass that with flying colors. Like, it's it was insane. I was in because it's like, it costs money to take your GED test, but if you take six weeks of courses, it will, it's like, 10% of the price, right? So yeah. it's like way cheaper if you take the courses and the courses are free. So I took the courses and there are people in there that were like 35, 40 years old that were so I ended up being just a tutor in there because they're like, "All right, now if you it, the, what does the 2 mean in the parentheses?" And I'm just like, "Oh, it's just a 2, you add that." And like it's like obvious like just pre-algebra shit, but people really do not know like any of it. So I'm like I just ended up for like two months tutoring old people. <laughs> God. It sounds like a very specific experience. Yeah, it was fucking it was easy, too. So it was it wasn't even like. I don't know, it wasn't even difficult. And then like at the end of the year, they're like, hey, you like got all the highest scores on all these GDs in like all of Oklahoma. And so and so we need you to show up here for like a like a ceremony or whatever. And I'm like, why does the GED have a fucking <laughs> is there a ceremony? I feel ceremony. like the GED is almost like the the back door out of the public education system. Like if you yeah. can't make it out the front door type deal. Well, that's the thing. It's like I think most you don't have to show up. I think they just mail it to you. But like they were like they had like degree. I have them somewhere in here, but they have like, black or something. No. Well, they give like you a like diploma. They give you a diploma, but they also give you, if you do good, like other sheets that are like outstanding achievement in English. And I got outstanding achievement in all of them. So it's like, I, it was so dumb. It was so easy. I don't know. This makes me wonder if this is a, like, is the G, GED program, is this statewide or is this like nationwide? It was statewide. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it was nationwide, but I think that that thing specifically was statewide for the Oklahoma. <laughs> Uh, it's it's really interesting stuff. Yeah, so I guess I'm famous for, and I guess this kind of reference back to my other shit, is that I seem to just like to get out of work, no matter what it takes. Call yeah. me lazy, I guess. I mean, all you have to do is just fuck off on the computer. So it's like, that's, a, that's an easy day. Dude, my, my job is so nice now. Like, I, I made it. I finally made it. <laughs> Let's see, I don't know if I, I mentioned it before in the pod, but I recently got reassigned where i'm going to alaska anchorage this next year i don't know if we've talked about it yet but yeah nave i'm gonna have to move i'm gonna be like three hours in the past it's gonna be a little hard to do the pod i'm sure we'll make it work yeah well i mean it just means i'll have to stay up late right yeah Which pretty is much what i do anyway so yeah. <laughs> my adhd does that to me anyways so so yeah my 6 p.m will be your 9 p.m type deal oh man <laughs> that's that's a lot it's a lot of hours <laughs> Yeah, it is. Oh, um, 
But so ever really since we talked about it, ever since we talked about it into our wiretaps, I've been getting Facebook meme pages of of Alaska now. What really? Constantly. Oh yeah. God. So I'm getting Alaska memes. Like there was this one that was like uh and it was like here in anchorage we like to play a game of is this the road am i on the road where's <laughs> the road snow everywhere yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm just getting memes like that well there's a lot of crap like that up there like it's so weird because it seems like a uh i don't know like pre-society society type deal where there's just like moose and bears and shit and snow yeah. everywhere it's like that game lake where you're the male lady <laughs> and, yeah. and there's like seven buildings well the thing is like we have a lot of canadian co-podcast friends or whatever and stuff like that and i always wonder i'm like how close is alaska to canada type deal but i think alaska is way farther north than they live like for them it's probably yeah. just like the midwest of america type deal or just the middle of the u.s where scott in, pilgrim takes place in canada <laughs> in canada yeah yeah, I don't know. I think most of people in Canada live on the su- live close to the southern border. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, they're the right going across the border, and Alaska is like way up there by Russia, like way up. Yeah, there. which but Anchorage yeah. is on the southern border of Alaska, isn't it? I think isn't it has to be. Yeah, it is. It's the most southern point. If you don't count that little traily bit that goes down the side of Canada. Oh yeah, that that doesn't look like a. Uh, yeah, it is on. It's exactly where I thought it was. Yeah, but we're really excited for the move. Kids are hyped. Dog is hyped. It's going to be a good time. Does the dog have a lot of fur? Yeah, it's a husky. Oh, you got a husky? Yeah, which we got it in Oklahoma. And I always, we used to make fun of people that had huskies in Oklahoma and Texas and stuff like that. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You literally have like an ice dog and you're living in the South. Like, why would you do this to your dog? Your dog is probably on fire. But now... I don't have to feel bad whenever we move to the, the great wide <laughs> north. I, I'm on Google Maps, and I was like, I'm going to go somewhere in the middle of Anchorage. Just drop the dude. You know how you could have a dude? Yeah, and you just drop the street view. view. And where I dropped, I was like, this looks like a little neighborhood. And I dropped it, and it is just trees everywhere. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> dude, like, there's so many everywhere. pictures from the city where it's just like there's the mountains are right there, like just in the distance. Like It looks like Skyrim. Yeah, I've got to find a better place because I can't see shit from where I'm at. I'm excited to report back to the pod when I actually get this there. Just looks in like a, Oklahoma. Just trees? Yeah, just trees everywhere and like streets. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> as, as one does in Oklahoma, I'm on Sarward Highway. This does not look like a highway. Never mind. This is this is just a two lane street. This is a highway. It's highway for them. Oh, Meanwhile, it's an I'm in Applebee's. San Antonio right now, where it's like. Oh, I guess we can mention that. Yeah, like we're, I'm currently in Texas, San Antonio, and the highways are five highways tall stacked on yeah. top of each other, and they go in big swoopies. So I'll be happy to move somewhere where the highways aren't stacked as tall, I guess. So at this point, I think that covers our reintroduction if, in case we have any new, semi-new listeners that want to get really to know the Philip and Nave. At this point, let's thank our patrons, Mr. Quang and St. Cracker. Nick and Knight, Michael Superbacker, the Intergalactic Pinecone. Thanks, boys. If you are a new patron and have subscribed recently, you're not going to be on this list because we are recording this significantly in advance. At this point, Dave, it's time where we go on the internet, we find an asshole, and we judge them ourselves to see if they are in fact an asshole or if they're just being misjudged. You pick the last one, so I think I'll pick one myself. 
Uh, this one looks like it could be interesting. Possibly a little a little staticky. We'll see. Let's do it. Ha ha. Because our last one was not spicy, and this one could be spicy. And I think it's your turn to read. All right. Well, this is from Curious Resist 3155, which looks like burner, burner account. account. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Am I the asshole for playing as women in video games? All right. I feel like I am losing my goddamn mind over this feud. <laughs> so I need a stranger's opinion, I guess. That's us. Also throw away. I, 24 male, moved in with my boyfriend, 25 male, a few months ago. A few weeks ago, a few months, a few, okay, a few weeks ago, while we were having breakfast, he asked if he could ask something important. I, he asked me if I am in any way attracted to girls. I said no. Then he asked me if I'm thinking of identifying as one or considering changing my sex. I again said no and asked, where is this coming from? Slash, he says, slash, he says, well, I noticed you play as females in video games quite a bit. And it made me think that you're either bisexual or identify as female. And those things, and those are things I really need to know. And I want you to be honest about this with me. I bluntly told him that that's ridiculous, and I quickly changed the subject. For context, I guess, I have been playing video games like Horizon Zero Dawn, Tomb Raider, two games that star female protagonists, or other fighter, fighters and JRPGs that have fan service female characters. I never thought anything about it, ever, and still don't. I also do not exclusively play as women, in case someone asks. We have a gaming room with a TV for each and every now and then he will – we have a gaming room with a TV for each and every now and then yeah, he will weird. occasionally make remarks when he sees me in control of a female character. But I shut it down each time because I do not see how this is a big deal. Last night, we were playing our respective games and talking out of the corner of my eye. I saw him bolt out of the room. I followed him and found him sitting in our bed, visibly shaking and, cl and close to tears. I embraced him and asked what was wrong, and he glared at me and said, That lady on the screen had way too big tits. Why did you play as her? I snapped, because he looked like there was something, you know, seriously wrong, and I couldn't believe that is making him cry of all things. He called me dishonest about my sexuality or gender identity. He can't seem to determine which. And I, again, told him, this is all in his head, and if this is not the stupidest argument I've ever had, then it is easily in the top five. He Damn. kicked me out of the room and locked it and has not spoken to me since. Even though I think this is incredibly ridiculous, I reached out to our mutual friend about it, and she sided with him, thinking it was weird and that i should just stop to keep the peace my parents admit they had the same theories that my bf did when i was still living with them growing up but never actually saw it as a problem so i guess i don't know if i'm missing something here am i the asshole okay so we have a male couple and one of them is playing games with female characters in it and the partner believes that he is uh secretly straight Secretly, <laughs> like that's all. Like so, the whole time he was growing up, he was apparently also playing these girl games, and his parents thought he was secretly straight. I feel like yeah, <laughs> it's like the alternative than like the usual thing. Is like he's playing all these games with these muscly men in it, a lot of solid snakes, a, a lot of yakuza, and they keep yeah. pulling their shirts off for some reason. 
That was no. the funniest thing. I was streaming Yakuza and uh, I was playing with Dontre and uh, Melissa, and they were watching me. They were they were watching me stream. I mean, and at the end, they uh, like uh, the bad guy pulls his shirt off, and you're with your boys. There's four of you, and I'm like, yes, pull your shirts off, pull your shirts off, do it, pull your shirts off, and then they do. They rip all their shirts <laughs> off, and I'm like, yes, and, like it's the best part of the game when they rip their shirts off. They're serious. And so, I don't know. It's just funny. So, he did a couple co- follow-up comments, and someone asked if his boyfriend only plays his male characters. And our poster replies that he never noticed until he started bringing it up, but yes, he only plays his male characters that I've seen. Huh. Another Very person strange. asked what fighting game it was, and he said that he thinks it was Dead or Alive 6, which oh. that figures. <laughs> Oh baby, <laughs> which is funny because Dead or Alive Six they really nerfed the titties in that game. Like that was a notorious one for people were complaining about it. They made our game woke. Where's my big jubbly, independently jiggling titty physics? <laughs> well, I mean, Dead or Alive is also yeah, yeah. It's I mean, insane. it's 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 insane. It's it's the cheesecakeiest one of them all. Yeah. Um. I have a funny thing about this where when I was a kid, I think I was probably in fifth grade. I had a friend named Jamal and I went, I was over at his house one day and he made a character in soul caliber, I think, or no, it couldn't have been. Cause that, I, it doesn't matter. He made a character in a game and it was a woman. And I was, I was like, Ugh, why are you playing as a girl? You know, I'm like a fucking 13 year old boy. And I'm like, why are you playing as a girl? And he's like, cause girls are hot. And now I get to stare at this butt all day while I'm playing this game. And I, re- I remember how eye opening that was for me as a kid <laughs> going, whoa, you're right. Hit you with the, the, the trap card, the Uno reverse. Like, oh, what? You like looking at male butts all day? And I'm like, I wasn't looking at their butts at all, but now I am. <laughs> now I'm oh, thinking about it. Okay. So, so i don't know we're both two pretty hetero guys so this might be a little hard for us to make a a strong determination on but i mean i play games as female characters and i don't yeah. think i'm not straight whenever i play games as male characters like i've been playing a lot of metal gear running around as very ripped eye patch beard having manly as hell snake and i don't feel more gay for him I think what's strange is that – so this person's insinuating that the the character that you want to look at is a sexual object to you. I think a lot of people think this way. I think – I mean not a lot, not a like a majority. I think there's like in the double digits of percentage of people, like maybe 15, 20 percent of people look at video games or play video games in a way that the character you're playing as is a sexual object to you. And I think that you can you can diagnose that by like the – 2016 2015 online arguments that people would have you know what i mean where it's like you're you're a misogynist for playing dead or alive because they're the women are sexualized and a lot of people i think most people who are playing these games they notice they're like yeah that woman's sexualized but at the same time that's not a sex object to them they're just playing the fucking video game they're just a kasumi main you know what i mean because she's the the mechanics yeah that she can teleport into rose petals or whatever yeah and so I think that there are people who play games then and think this way, where like especially when he mentions that when they play games together, he only plays as men. It's like, okay, that's that makes it stranger to for that guy, right? This person that clearly has a, lot, a of games. lot of Yeah, it does. I, I think that it really speaks volumes about this person's mentality about like 
I, I, this person seems like they're probably very insecure and they might even have some like I don't know issues from their past where people like did the fucking switcheroonie on them or you know it's like this the person that they're with seems a little unhinged right now and you should give them some distance I think maybe because you're right that this is a ridiculous stupid ass argument but whenever you get into stupid arguments you have to try and like take a step back and understand where the argument's coming from because the dumb fucking thing that you're arguing about right now which is playing as the girl with big tits on a video game the argument's not really about that the argument is about something that you should have been arguing about two months ago that is like rearing its head suddenly you know what i mean usually yeah. that's the case I'm looking back and I'm trying just to see, like, because I just wrapped up my 101 games this year, how many that we played that features like a, a not just like a, a custom character that can be female or just like a character that is a female character. And I'm already at like, I don't know, 10 out of the 103 and I'm still scrolling. Like, is honestly, I think it is still technically kind of unbalanced. I think there's still probably male, more male pro tags than females. Yeah. But probably like a third to maybe a fourth or so have distinct ma or female main characters. Or sometimes it's just not clear. Yeah, and that's the thing too is that I think I think this year I've probably made more female characters and custom character creators than male. But I think it's just because... I, I think I make better female characters than like cooler looking female characters than I make cooler looking male characters because I think I know what I like to see when I make a female character and when I make a male character I'm kind of just putting shit together you know what I mean? Well, usually like, the female characters have more designs than the male characters. Is that true? Because I'm thinking of cyberpunk. In my cyberpunk, you look at my two characters back side by side. My female character looks like infinitely better than my male character. My male character just kind of looks like me but with like contact lenses in. And then the female character has, like, fuck it, I put makeup on her and, like, little blue tattoo hearts on her cheeks and, like, fucking fucked with her hair. I got her in a cool, like, clothes. It's, like, it's completely different. I don't know. Like, honestly, I think that the... I think the boyfriend that's overreacting is definitely being an asshole in this. And also, I'm surprised that their third party is also just telling them, like, just don't play games with girls in them anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, the person he's asking probably just doesn't see it as a big deal also. But, like, at the same time, it's like, why are you making such a big deal about this? And it's because it, this person is establishing a boundary, and the partner is constantly overstepping that boundary. And that would that would make somebody – it would make someone like me feel very threatened, where I don't like the idea of – things being taken away from me even if it's small like little dumb tiny things you know what i'm saying like i i think that okay here's something uh whenever i, w I was dating somebody uh for a little while and we would get into fights because i didn't post about them on facebook and at this time i barely used facebook this was when philip i was just getting in there looking at like meme pages that philip kept recommending to me and then i dip out I had a Facebook, but it's like they were upset that I wasn't posting pictures of them or talking about them on their Facebook – on my Facebook. And I was like, well, 
Okay, so first of all, I don't use it. It doesn't matter to me, like this thing. I understand that it probably matters to you, but now it's like if I post about it now, you're going to know and I'm going to know that I made that post because you wanted me to make the post and not because I wanted to make the post. So that makes me not want to make the post more. You know what I mean? I want to yeah. – if I feel like making a Facebook post, I want it to be because I felt awesome about this thing that we've got going on and I wanted to tell people about it. Not that I don't feel that way, but – I want that to be spontaneous rather than, you know, and so it's a, it's not the same, but it's a similar situation where instead of taking something away, that's being something pulled out of me. You know what I mean? And so I don't know. It's, and it seems dumb because some, most people would be like, why don't you just make the post and just, why does it fucking matter? And I'm like, well, it matters in my head, you know? And to me, I'll look at that and be like, that is a fake post. I know I made a fake post just now. You know what I mean? And it's similar to this where it's like this guy is playing these female characters which seem basically arbitrary to him. But he's – if he feels like he can't play female characters, every time there's a female character in a game, he's going to look at that female character and be like, I can't play that because that right was taken away from me because I – because my boyfriend's going to freak the fuck out about it and – and I don't want to deal with it. Something that the, the the third party said specifically was to keep the peace, stop playing these female characters. In fucking relationships, you shouldn't be keeping the peace. You should be – it should be an amicable situation that you find yourselves in, right? So these guys need to talk, but this partner definitely needs to take a, a lot of steps back and try to evaluate what it, what is going on in his head. Uh, that he's trying to enforce onto the guy that made this post because it doesn't this might be the red flag that this guy needs in order to be like wait i might be dating a, a psychopath a manipulator you know what i mean yeah because visibly be... shaking over this is yeah. is a severe reaction we seem to be in agreement with that that i don't think video and characters will change your sexuality based on who you play <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think we've, we've ruled out that one but it definitely seems to be mostly the onus is on the visibly shaking boyfriend who seems to hate women or something. It's it's very strange, his reaction to this. Like you said, like there's definitely more to this. Maybe he's the one that's questioning his oh. gender. Like maybe he Wait, sees that yeah. and he's like, maybe, like, this is reading deep into it. What if he's like, he wants to be the big titty anime girl? In Soul Calibur or whatever, or yeah, it's in, just projection. Yeah, it's just projection. Like he wants to be this sexual figure or something. Well, this or is he, another everything sexual to him because he seems to be hyper focused on it more compared to the original boyfriend. Yeah, or the original poster. That makes sense. So it's like this is one thing. Whenever I was dating Maddie, we had to have a conversation about pretty early on because I play anime titty games, you know, and I play all kinds of fucking things. There's a lot of sexualized women in some of the games that I play, and then we had to have a conversation about it. And I think a lot of it comes down to uh, self con uh, uh, self consciousness. You know what I mean? Especially when it's like, oh, I clearly know that this person's hot on the video game. But it's like some people who don't feel like they're being fulfilled in that way. Like if you feel like your partner doesn't see you as attractive and then their partner is playing games where you have attractive people all over the screen, it can make you feel very self-conscious about it. I don't think that's what's going on here. And I, and as a matter of fact, I'm not really even really responding to what you said now that's that I realized. But, Just <laughs> uh, go, go where you're going. Yeah, so I mean that's really that's really it. Some of this stuff sometimes just goes down to self-consciousness also. He might have just like I said before, 
had a thing in the past where somebody left him for a girl and then he really internalized that like and he never worked through it and that might be something that the partner if the partner wants to take this relationship seriously you you've got to talk to him about but um they seem very volatile like the way that he replied to the partner visibly shaking and throbbing and throwing <laughs> up in bed um i don't know like, he said he was throbbing like, but go ahead <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> yeah but it's like uh i i probably would have had if this is a fight that was lingering for a while in my relationship i probably would have had a very similar reaction like this is what you're fucking crying about and then just left like okay like i would have i have a hard time like with overreactions in general and I just feel I get out of body when that shit happens to me. Like when I'm at work and someone starts screaming at it, like every now and then, like maybe once every four, four or five months. Someone's I'll, going postal. Some, yeah. Yeah. Someone gets mad and they like they're like, my OG&E bill should have been here three days ago and I don't have it. And every time that happens, like an old man's yelling at me about that, <laughs> I physically dis I physically leave my body and I'm just watching from above, like just watching this. I have I have no more emotional connection with I. Just, it's not a person to me anymore it is this is like a a literal robot going through a script and i'm just like uh-huh yeah i'm sorry uh-huh yeah i'm sorry uh-huh and i just say the skip. same things until yeah. they stop talking to me and then i drive <laughs> away <laughs> just i can't i can't do whenever like something completely absurd is happening to me i just lose all sense of identity and just and and I'm, i become a spirit and that's probably how this guy's feeling when his boyfriend is screaming about tits on of video games <laughs> yeah we laugh at this guy but uh yeah it sounds like they got some big drama going on i hope they work it out this was a year ago by the way so a little fresh i'm gonna go on a limb and say they probably didn't work it out i mean they've only been together for a couple months and apparently yeah. this has been a growing issue that yeah. finally came to a head but maybe they repaired and came back better if you're 25 and this is the reaction you have to fucking pixel titties then Man, you shouldn't be playing video games, dude. You shouldn't be doing. Yeah. You, sh you I need just to get wonder, a new hobby, what games man. are they? What is the, what games is the other guy playing that never has a female character as the main protag? That is another thing too. It's like, how is it just the female protag and only the? But, but no, the guy only plays guys also and never women. So it's like that it's is. Like I'm, weird. I play a lot of Misfortune in League of Legends, yeah. and mostly because I think she's overpowered, not because. Of her being a pirate anime lady. Yeah, I was I was like, I play a lot of... And I thought about it, I'm like, man, I only really play I, I guys only play in male characters in League of Legends. <laughs> I don't want to turn straight. It's like, I like uh, I like Ari, but it's like, man, if I have a choice, I'm playing Viger. I'm playing Malzahar. <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize that about me, but I'm, I'm playing Zack. I it's so funny how, like, half of, the, half of the male characters are just butt-ugly or stupid-looking guys. <laughs> yeah. I love it though. It's so good. Zach and Moo Moon. They always have how like every female character besides like two of them are sexy anime ladies or children. Yeah. And even the even the two like like Elawi, there are people that like that. Like the fuck they want to get stomped on muscle by a seven ladies. foot Amazon muscle lady. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't think we have any more to say about this guy. I wish him luck and his boyfriend and his uh, video games. Meanwhile, like, oh, oh God, I'm not going to get back into it. It's like every time I look back at it, I'm like, oh, what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, what were the replies? Did he? It was mostly, if we just look at like the comments of what people are saying, because most people say he's not an asshole, but they're like, they need to 
you know, basically they calm down. They're like, what if you're reading a book and, you know, there's a female perspective? I'm not going to re-question my gender. Yeah, it just seems very stupid. I think most people feel that way. Like I was saying, it's 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 probably like 15%. That might be a, a fucking very liberal estimate. 15% of people see video games this way. But there is a noticeable percentage of people who are like, these are sex things all the time on the screen forever. Like, and I don't know why. I don't know why they think that way, but it's really hard to have a conversation with them in good faith because it, it very quickly – the listener heard in, for, in fucking real time. It very quickly spirals into fucking absurdity for me. Like I just have no way of, of relating to people that can't separate fiction from reality. Like I just have no way of fucking relating to that it's like it's like you know how i heard this on a podcast but they were talking about how a blind person has no way of relating to us as far as it's like uh, an object gets smaller the further away it gets from you they have no way of conceptualizing that a oh, blind perspective person. yeah yeah they have no way of uh, but in the same time we have no way of conceptualizing not being able to conceptualize that you know what i mean we have no way of knowing how a blind person thinks about perspective because they have a completely different worldview of us. It's like, that's how I feel about people who get mad at anime titties. That's how I feel about it. Like, I just don't care. I'm like, you're, 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 you're wild to me. All right. And with that, let's take a quick break and then we can hit the meat. The music plays. Boom, 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 boom. And we're back. So this is a podcast. If you're listening to this and you made it this far, you know what a podcast is. I thought it would be good to uh, give our listeners a chance to kind of take a behind the scenes look at how podcasts are made, uh, kind of how we make the podcast, how we made it this far, and just a little bit of fun facts about us and our show in general. Because I, one thing I did not expect whenever we started the podcast is how much of a community just kind of you just get involved with. I think I'm in like three different group chats on Discord full of just podcasters, and we're just always talking, goofing around, having a good time. So if you have any interest in like making a podcast in the future or making anything, I'm hoping that we can uh, share some wisdom today and kind of help you along. Yeah, I think that I think that over half of the people that listen to our show regularly aren't podcasters, which is crazy to think about because we have so much uh, intermingling with like so many different podcasts. And a lot of the podcasts I listen to are well, I was going to say from podcasters, duh. But yeah. you, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Big brain on this guy. So It's just weird uh, to think about. If we just get into like our, our quick tools, like the kind of software or soft tools we use, we use Red Circle as our hoster, but there's a lot of different hosting services out there. We got into Red Circle whenever it was really early in its kind of launch. And so we're kind of grandfathered in. A lot of them will charge you money for hosting, but since we got in when we did, we got a good deal. But Red Circle hasn't really let us down or anything. We can record as long as we want, as many episodes as we want. It's it's great for us. But I know a lot of people use... I'm trying to remember the other ones now. I can't remember. But if you just Google podcast hosting service, you'll find a whole bunch. Some of them cost money. It sucks. Uh, you can also host your own with like an RSS feed and set that up. But these services do all that for you. And usually there's some kind of catch where after so many downloads, they're going to do something to you and hold you for ransom. It's like Steal Unreal Engine. Yeah, it's like Unreal Engine or um, what's the other one? Unity, where they're like, yeah, you can make your game, but uh, once it gets popular, it belongs to us now. 
type deal. Yeah. So we use that a lot and we actually made a lot of friends through, they have a cross promotion program, which is basically like a kind of form, a way to reach out to other people to share ads, which we haven't shared ads in a long time. Uh, we really want to get back to it because we made a lot of good podcasting friends. Like our first friend of the pod, uh, the ASAP weekly team, Rob, like I still talk to that guy on discord and it's been like three years or something like that. And he was one of the first guys I reached out to and we met through the cross promotion tab. So red circle's really been good to us. Yeah. I'm looking through some of these. We still have an ad running on someone's podcast. Have you seen that? Oh yeah. Okay. So oh, that's we have the a problem. couple of them. Oh, the thing my is, God. Though, I reached out to even the smallest shows that don't get a lot of traffic to try to like make contacts and make new friends help along, even if they only had a couple episodes out. And the way the ad program works is it only plays when they get a download, which means these guys have not gotten a download in a while, which is kind of sad because I think some of them might be dead, but that's just the nature of it because podcasts pop up and die very fast. Yeah. I was listening to a thing that was talking about it randomly. And they were like, if you get past like the fucking 10th episode, you're probably going to last a long time. Cause that's usually by the time that people realize it's hard and then they quit. So our other tools we use, uh, we've talked about it before, but Zencaster, Nave is paying for that with our, uh, our support money from Patreon. So that's why we ask for patrons, why we need the funding. It's a like group recording program that's all web-based. No one has to download anything. It works really good. I don't think we've ever lost a full episode with it. We've lost chunks before, but never th- I think nothing only- too bad. The only time we've ever lost anything is when we had an eight-person pod that went yeah. on for two and a half hours. That one was bound one, to fail. Yeah, that one was the one I was most afraid of failing because it was going to be the most complicated to edit, and I was editing it. And then it was like, the when that one guy... So the problem was his mic came unplugged, and we and no one noticed. Well, we could hear it. it. It came unplugged, he plugged it back in, but it stopped the recording for him specifically. And then we went the whole rest of the episode... And I had to edit around every time we were talking directly to him so that there was no confusion. Because I didn't remember what the fuck he said. I yeah. barely remember what I said five minutes ago. So, Other tools we use? Uh, I'm not a sound engineer. So to try to clean up my audio as best as I possibly can, I use I originally used OBS as like a pass-through, which that's... I don't even know what OBS stands for. It's like a free streaming open source bullshit broadcasting system Open type broadcast deal. system i don't know that's what nah, I, I don't know but since then i've switched to pedal board which is usually for instruments but i'm using it for audio like voice recording and it's basically just a way to set up like certain filters and noise cancelers to try to cut down on all the the cat breathing that you hear in the background in my room i don't know I how well it works yeah some somehow nave just raw dogging and it works yeah i scream and um I, that's why my audio is noticeably worse. Is it? Sometimes my audio comes out real gargled, and I'm like, what happened? Yeah, I don't know. Philip is constantly messing with it, and I just I just, I just, just show up. So our hard tools, I have um, a blue Yeti mic. I don't know which one it is. It's like a snow something, ice, whatever, ice pop. I don't know. I bought it. I think it's less than 100 bucks. It's easy to get a mic. Mine's probably even like overkill for what we do and then i just have generic gamer headphones whenever what do you got over there i don't know uh yeah that, this, that this, was a gift this, right yeah the microphone was a gift from nick from play along shout out to or 
no, not play hoops. He's Nick from a uh, Friday night game cast. And How embarrassing. Um, yeah. Very embarrassing. And, uh, yeah, he sent me that. He sent me a, like a, a really cheap Chromebook as well to, to try and edit on. But turns out Chromebooks are fucking goofy goobers. They use some kind of weird OS that nothing is compatible with. So it's really hard to they run off that. of Android or something. I don't know. They run off of something weird. Chrome OS. It's barely a computer. Uh, but the microphone I've been using for a long time, and it's it's a cheaper one, but it really fucking works. And so I think that as long as you can get yourself a a, a microphone, uh, you should be pretty good. Yeah, it's like when we started this pod, I was recording with like iPod headphones off an iPad through Discord. It was terrible. It was disgusting. Yeah. Oh, well, that's the thing, too, is like I used to use I'm using my Xbox headset for my headset. I just hook it up to my computer. It's the well, it's a it's a red X. What is it called? I don't hyper X, something like that. It's just a what Google Xbox headset. And it's probably <laughs> it's the first one that comes up. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was u- using the microphone from that. And we were u- running Zencaster through Microsoft Edge on my Xbox One, and I was oh, I standing about in front that. of my TV. Yeah, for yeah, that like was a so year. Funny. <laughs> when my computer died, I had to do something, and we ran on Xbox. That if you want to do a podcast, you can do it. It's not as hard as it seems. Yeah, the hardest part is the editing. I think. Oh, another thing before we get away from it is like the hard tools. Uh, I had a bunch of foam pads at one point. Turns out, I just needed to do more audio engineering. Because I'm like, oh man, you know, my attunation's all fucked up. I'm catching all these echoes and everything else in my vast rooms. But really, I just needed to tune my microphone better. And I don't yeah. even need that. The first like two episodes that I had this microphone that Nick sent me, I had the mic pointing down towards my desk because I thought that that's how it was supposed to be. It just looked like it was correct, <laughs> like on the, <laughs> from the, how the stand is, and my vo- it, the mic was picking up my voice echoing off my <laughs> desk. the desk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so my those episodes are terrible. And then eventually, I think we had the Elder Trolls on. I can't remember who pointed it out, but then I got roasted for like fifteen <laughs> minutes after the episode. <laughs> Because, like, Dave's stupid ass, he really doesn't know what he's doing. I genuinely don't. We're not audio dudes. It's funny because the Elder Trolls, they actually, I think, like, two of them do audio work, which is even yeah. funnier. Yeah, I think one of the Elder Trolls actually helps Friday Night Gamecast with their stuff, so. Yeah. So, next up, uh, we kind of covered, like, what we use to make our show. Now, let's kind of talk about, like, the inspiration that got us going. Because I knew I wanted to make something, and I want to put out there stealing is a valid option steal everything yeah like i don't know if that's like i've seen so many different posts that's like oh here's how to get started in podcasting see what other people are doing and do it better that's all you got to do or do your yeah. own thing that uh, that's like, you see thing. other people do it I think that's the thing it's like you really want to have your own identity and whatnot but it's like you don't have an identity at all so like you have to it, it, like if you, it's easier to see what's going on, like what people are doing and just try to emulate that, you will eventually do your own thing while doing that. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like uh I don't know. I think about all the things that we do. We take so much inspiration from all kinds of different directions, right? And like even even down to the structure of our show, I I was heavily inspired by sacred symbols. 
with the fucking fucking off for the first half of the show and then talking about what people are actually tuning in to hear for at the second half. But it's like we made the first part so much our own fucking thing that people – a lot of the people I talk to – some people listen to our show and they don't play video games. Like there's a couple people I know that do that and they don't listen to the second half of our show. They only listen to the first half because they're not they don't know what the fuck Age of Empires 2 is. They don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> they don't care. But they want to hear us be stupid for a long time. Like they just all the idiotic shit that we do. Like Philip randomly bringing in the AMI the asshole is like, hmm, I don't know. But then as soon as we started doing it, it's like, holy fuck, this is great. Like this is if we try things and they fail, things are gonna fail. Like we tried the like the the audio thing, the the whatever it's called, listening together, that had to get set to the side for a while. I mean that could come back. Like anything could come back. But that's the point, is that like you don't have to commit a million percent to anything that you do you could just be like all right that's fucking that's gone we used to do the news but it we literally record at the beginning of the week on sunday usually and then we upload our episode on friday so by the time we're done talking about the news there's new news there's like 11 more stories it's old news now that we're talking about it and so it's like we need to need to fucking can that like that we'll talk about whatever we want to talk about and if it happens to be the news then yeah we'll talk about that but I think that's most important. Like, don't commit to anything. Take inspiration, like, liberally, and also talk about what you want to talk about. Like, and if you're passionate and having fun, the people that are listening are going to be having fun also. Yeah, like, if we talk about, like, pods that inspired us, uh, you talk about, like, how you kind of formed our structure. This is weird because I don't think we ever directly talked about it, but... I was forming our structure of the pod off of major spoilers podcast, which is a comic book podcast run by like dudes in their sixties. They're like real old dudes talking about the golden age of comic books. And their whole thing is like, they talk about the news up front. They talk about, um, they each do a single review of what they've been reading lately. And then they do a big feature on the second half. That is whatever their featured comic book of the week is or whatever that they all read together. And that way they each have a way to like talk about what they're doing on their own. I'm like, that's the games we've been playing. That's our featured game of the week that we don't do the news anymore, but that was what I based our show off of for a long time. That's hilarious that we both kind of molded into the same area. Cause that's how, cause in sacred symbols, they talk about the games they've been playing. Then they talk, they do like write-ins, which we used to have write-ins. I, I had to work hard to get write-ins. So it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't have time to work super hard for this anymore. If people write in on like a, on like a tweet, I'll be like, Oh, I'll mention this. You know, I'll mention, we saw this on Twitter or whatever, but like for the most part, boy, uh, write-ins are hard to get sometimes. Yeah, like if we just kind of like go into some of our golden nuggets or whatever, like I think allowing for flexibility is really important because like this is a collaborative effort. And while I do, I feel like I lord over the show a lot as like, I I feel like I master it more than Nave does. Like this is what we're going to do. This is the schedule. This is my organizational plan. Like despite that, I still allow for a lot of flexibility, even though... Like in the early days, I I hated it. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. We're completely going off script. Nave, you're killing me on this one. We need to wrap <laughs> this up. The show's been going on for an extra 40 minutes. Like we, we really need to get somewhere. But I think that f- me learning to be flexible has made the show better. And I try really hard to change and experiment. Like like you said, with the am I the asshole type stuff. Like one thing that I thought was cute, 
notice is like I save all our old versions of the notes every time I make a change. And so we're on version six of our podcast notes in less than the two to three years we've been doing this. So it's like the show has gone through heavy revisions as far as how things are lined up, how we're going to proceed through our structure that we just are always changing or evolving. Yeah. And that's how, you know, we're good. We're good at what we do. And like that, um, the, am I the asshole section? I stole that from free to a good home. They don't really do. Am I the assholes, but they usually read. It's another podcast. They're really good. Uh, one of my favorites, actually, I, I catch every single episode as soon as it releases, they read usually, um, what's it called? It's like, uh, listings on their eBay and Gumtree type stuff where it's like, Hey, I got a bunch of mayonnaise jars. Don't worry about what's in them free to a good home. I got 70 of them. Come pick them up between the hours of 2 AM and three or something like that. They're like, then they talk about it. It's a very good show that or, um, was it a big soft titty PNG? They have Quora corner, which I'm like, we might have to go to Quora corner which is just like Yahoo Answers type deal where people just yeah, ask questions. <laughs> yeah, but of course they do the terrible things where it's all about uh, self-suck and stuff like that. Like, how can I suck my own penis? Like, they, <laughs> they, they touch in with that like every week. They're like, we got another new one on the self-suck thread. That's so amazing. a lot of inspiration from Chan them. Corner. Yeah, it's, it's it's a nightmare. That BigSoftTitty.png is a nightmare show, uh, but it is... If you can handle stupid, you might enjoy it. But sometimes yeah. I listen to it, I'm like, this is too stupid for me. I can't keep going because it is gratingly stupid. They, that's probably how people think about the Snark Tank, which is probably one of my favorite shows. And it uploads twice a week, but that's with Chris Reagan and some black guy and Tom Sweeney. And they are insane. And the the thing that I tried to steal from them, which I was having a, ha- a hard time doing, was uh they have all their their highest tier on Patreon is like $25 and they will read those names out and they have the their peop the people that pay for that make their names the most heinous, absurd, ridiculous shit that they make Chris read out. And now the meta the meta is because they've been doing gay parody covers of songs like they, they, <laughs> it all. I think it all started from well, a long time ago. Some black guy made a gay parody of The Rock, who did a rap, and he made it. It's all about dick. It's all about penis. Men are from Mars, <laughs> women from Venus. <laughs> it's just stupid. It's really dumb. And uh, somebody wrote in and made their name uh, "Gay Disturbed." Be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. And, and then now the meta is a bunch of just like the there's a they make Eminem gay covers names and they go by Seminem. It's just dumb. <laughs> it's just stupid. But they just you just have to read the most heinous like <laughs> stupid uh parodies of different songs. And uh I've been really wanting to do something like that to get like a a community thing going like that where we just start right reading unhinged shit. I don't know if Philip's gonna like that. But I don't know if it wants to read unhinged shit, but. All right. Uh, that kind of covers like inspiration for your pod, dear listener. Like, that's what we did, listener at home. If you want to start your own show, like, what do you, whatever you listen to, like, I was talking to Nate before the pod. Like, if somebody literally ripped off our exact format or even took our exact like note files and made their own show and did it just like us, I would love to hear it to see if it's any good or not. Because here's the thing, dear listener, odds are you don't suck at your own show. Like if you're able to put something out there, 
you're probably going to be pretty good because I've listened to a lot of podcasts. We talked about like all those people I reached out to uh, for like the cross promotion stuff. I reached out to like over a hundred people, probably like so many different shows. And I made sure to listen to every like one episode, at least of every single one of the shows to see if they were complete dog shit. Cause I'm not going to reach out to dog shit. The level of quality that's out there. Most people are actually pretty good. So if you try, I think you're actually going to put out a listenable product. Like you have to be real bad to be bad is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I very rarely do I like listen to people because almost every time we interact with like, like actually interact and have like a connection with like random podcasts, I'll go listen to them. And I'm just like, just trying to see it, see what's going on. And I very rarely have listened to a show and just been like, I can't listen to this. This This is is unlistenable. There's like chip bags in the background. People are always opening beers. There's a, someone's getting divorced on, but in the background at the same time, (laughs) I don't want to hear that. So, other recommendations is like for marketing like we haven't done any like formal marketing but i would just say like be bold because this was really hard in the beginning imagine how embarrassing it was to just be like to everyone you know hey guys i do a podcast about video games and i want you to listen to it because otherwise no one's gonna know about your show if you don't tell people about it no one's gonna listen to it yeah that's the weirdest thing too is that like i I, I really don't talk about my show a lot. And but people I've I've said this multiple times, people come over to my house and they'll see the mic and they're like what the fuck's that? Because not a lot of people have an actual like podcasting mic like set up on their computer. So it's like at first people are like, "Oh, he's a streamer." And I'm like, "No, I I record podcasts and stuff. I'll talk about it." And I do have friends like Don Trey listens cuz he's a trucker, so he has a lot of free time. He'll listen to the show cuz every now and then he'll he'll message me like a random thing we said like 2 weeks ago. And I, of course, have no idea <laughs> yeah, what he's talking about. I don't know what you're about. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't remember. But, uh, like, we have, like, uh, just recently, I don't know if Defcon reached out to you. Did he say anything to you? No, he didn't say anything to me. He, like, well, this might have been, like, two weeks ago. But, like, he, he randomly messaged, and he was just like, hey, this thing that you said on your show was fucking great. I loved this thing. And I was just like, oh, thanks. Or, wait, what he said, he said he loves what we're doing. I don't know what he said. Hold on. Oh, it doesn't matter. But he said something, our friend Defcon. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. I just yeah. I never realized like because I'll get a message occasionally like I have a rock band friend named Kelly and she'll uh she'll message me every now and then and just be like the, you are unhinged I just want you to know the fucking things you put Philip through sometimes when you're explaining shit I think it was about me getting kicked out of the of the of the of the concert <laughs> you, you're just like oh, you're yeah. putting Philip through too much that is like, <laughs> I think about it God well it's like if we look at it back like. It is so embarrassing to tell people about the show for some reason. I don't know if it's just like a natural humility, but in our first month, we put out, you know, like I think like three or four episodes and we only got 58 downloads. I think that's incredible because this is coming from a guy like whenever I was, you know, 14 or whatever and started my own YouTube channel, which only ever got like 30 views ever because I was dumb and just making trash content. But for it to get any traction at all, I think was just insane. And so dear listener at home, if you are worried about like the first month, like I remember we got like five downloads in a week or something like that. And I'm like, this is insane. People we don't know are downloading this because you can look on maps, see where the download is coming from. If it's just you downloading the same copy over and over again, like you can tell. Yeah. So we made a lot of progress and we've kind of, I wouldn't say we hit our stride, but it took us three months to, we went from 
58 downloads to 266 downloads. So I don't know what exactly changed, but just in three months, we actually started getting decent traffic. And I think anyone can do it. That's the weird part is like, we're not special. Do you feel special, Nave? No, I feel like special ed, maybe. Yeah, did you, did you think this was going to get any success at all? Because I thought it was going to be su- decently successful, but it's already way better than I thought it was going to be. I had, I did not think it was going to last more than a few months. I was like, this will be a thing I do for a little bit. And then like it turned out to be really fun. And then it's also like, I don't know, I think we're both very humble. Humble brag, but we're both oh very humble people. The, but uh, I, but the I think that's just about us. We really, we really both feel the same way about our downloads where it's like neither of us feel like man we're down 100 downloads we need to fucking pick it up like, like we notice like oh we're down 100 downloads from the last couple months oh well um i'm just ha- every time i see one download in the fucking thing we got one download today i'm like nice somebody listen that's freaking cool like i think that that's something that a lot of people can get lost in is like the analytics like you want at at some in the first year we had high hopes we we're like oh this is the trajectory we're going on yeah. this, if we keep doing it this trajectory <laughs> we're to we're the gonna, moon to the moon yeah that didn't happen and it's not going to happen that we're going to have up up we up months and down months and all kinds of stuff in between and i think that you just need to always be uh grateful for the people that give you your time you know a lot of people i think most of the people that listen to our show in the first year or the second year probably don't listen to our show still and then we just kind of we have this like this tide of like people coming in and going and coming in and going and i i'm always eternally grateful for that i i'm especially grateful for the people that like to talk to us and interact with us in any way people who like vote in our polls and like even especially the people that go to go above and beyond and give us ratings or go to our patreon and give us a couple dollars like it is insanely humbling and it just really in it makes me enthusiastic to keep doing the thing you know yeah and i think we can go right into networking because i think a big deal with our success and how we've kind of i don't know like lasted as long as we had is how greatly we've been able to form a community or join the community i'm not saying that we're like the capstones or anything but <laughs> Nave, in particular, you've probably guessed it on over 30 or 40 shows at this point. Not different shows, but at least episodes. Like, if we just talk about shows, you've probably been on, like, 20 different shows. Uh, Some shows have, you've been on twice. I have a play... I, well, I was literally on Aaron and Tommy's Superpod Saga, I think, the sixth time. The last time I was on it. Oh, you probably more than. You've probably almost done, like, maybe 50 or 60 appearances on just other people's shows. And yeah, so home. I... I have 44, I have a playlist on Spotify, 44 episodes I was guested on. That's insane. And I think that that's as far as I remember. I might have missed a few, but I don't know. Joe, listen, I don't know if your format will support it, but having guests and going on to other shows is, I think that's the ultimate growth factor. I wish I could do it more, but my greatest weakness family that I love and cherish is probably holding me back because every minute I spend in here talking to nerds on the internet about video games is time I'm not spending with my children and that my wife is then soloing the three of them. So I, I can't commit to it a lot of time. Nave with just his dog. It's a lot more flexible. So if yeah. you're listening to this other podcasters and you want a guest, Nave is maybe available. Probably available. Most likely available. I'm doing nothing. So I definitely recommend that if you're going to do anything as far as marketing wise or anything like that, get a format, stick with it and start guessing on other people's shows or get people on your shows. Podcasters are some of the nicest people 
I've ever met. I don't think I've ever met an asshole. Yeah, as far as, I mean, that's like, genuine. So let's get into kind of the the real nitty gritty monetization and effort because our show does have patrons that support it. And I think it's important to keep this out in the open. We're not, I don't know, trying to make weird money moves with the cash or whatever. We're spending it on the show or on games for the show. Uh, if we just talk about what we've done so far, our podcast has been going for what, almost three years now? Something like that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've made $512 so far, which you think about <laughs> three years of effort. It sounds pretty sad, but at yeah, least we've well, made something. I think the most important thing is that if you're getting into this for money, that is very difficult. Oh, yeah. I that's don't, I don't not think, where we're at. I think all of the podcasts that are around us in our network, I think we're probably one of the lower making of a lot of the podcasts that do have patrons. But I think that the most important thing is that like none of us are actually doing this because we expect to be rich and famous. I think we're doing it because we love it. And I think that the, that's the reason why we do get supported is because people see how, how passionate we are about this thing. Well, I mean, let's let's shake out the effort and see, like, dear listeners, see if this is something you really want to strive for if money is important to you. Because money is important to me. I mean, I don't expect to make anything from this, but if I can, fantastic. So we've done 144 episodes so far, Nave, Totaling to 238 hours of audio content. Not counting this episode or any others that we've recorded real recently. Oh, it shows my... Hold on. On, my, on the, the Spotify playlist, I have... 39 hours and 52 minutes over there too perfect so that's an extra 39 hours of work that you've put on like supporting the pod and supporting other pods and so assuming that every like i don't super speed the edit everything i literally listen it by the speed the editing so at least another 238 hours of editing time for all those listening hours more because we're cutting out a lot of it so we're up to like 476 hours of work we've done so far not counting prep work, stuff we've cut out of the episodes or whatever, or yeah, waiting on Nave to show up. Playing games also is part of our show. So if you have an, an ep, a show about a thing, you're going to have to put in extra time about the thing. Like if you have a show about wombats, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you're going to have to research. Yeah, it's like, okay, a lot of that you can wing, but is that a pun? I don't know if wombats have wings. I don't know what a wombat is. It has the word bat in it. <laughs> but it's like you gotta, you're going to have to wing it uh for a lot of it but like so much the more prep you do you got to realize that's the more time you're putting into this thing as much as i talk about oh i don't do anything it's like there are weeks sometimes where i'll i'll have we'll record once and i'll guest on two episodes in a week and i feel it i'm like oh my god so much time i because the next week i'll have one game played and i'll be i'll play ba barely any of it you know what i mean i'm just like yeah. i had a lot of things i had to do this week i was <laughs> podcasting a lot so it's crazy. You, this is an insane time investment is what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah. There's so much time you use and you're not, we're not really compensated for the time. I'm not complaining. That's just how it is. That's how podcasting is. For instance, like if we're nearing 500 hours of work so far and we've made around $500. So that's like a dollar an hour we're making that we split between us if we were to split it. So Nave, you're getting paid 50 cents an hour to work <laughs> on gaming together, not counting your game time. Yeah. So essentially what we're saying is it's going to take a long time before you before that the monetary ball gets rolling unless you're famous already. I mean, in if you're case, an influencer, you, you might it. do a lot better. But uh, I don't know. I'd also feel like it, it, it's weird because at this point we're not beginners anymore. 
I have a lot of ideas of where I want to branch off and do other shows or like other podcast ideas. I don't have time with it because I have a family. So I'm not going to start another podcast whenever I'm barely able to keep this one running. I know it doesn't look like a dear listener because we're pretty consistent, but man, some days I don't know if there's going to be an episode coming out on Friday. Yeah, there's a there's sometimes where it's like that's what we're doing right now is we're recording in advance, which we hate to do. Or I don't know how Philip feels, but I hate to do. And Philip knows that I hate this. But it's like Philip laid it out. He's like, hey, I got this. This is what's happening. I'm just like, oh, fuck. So it's either- <laughs> I did the organization. I crunched the numbers. This is what we got to do. Yeah, it's either we we record in advance or, Nave, you got to figure it out. And I'm like, oh, God, I hate figuring it out. <laughs> I don't want to figure it out. I mean, I could have just said figure it out. Take the week off or something. But I, I took a little step for, forward and I thought I could make some good content for the listener. And that's what we're doing here. Yep. I, and so. which it on top of that consistency is great if you're going to be a podcast i think consistency is one of the most important things i think a lot of people if they start listening to you they start to rely on the fact that it's like oh every friday i have this thing that i could do while i'm driving home from work i, I have a little bit of this show to listen to and if you don't like if, if a podcast i listen to misses a fucking day i'm like what happened like I genuinely get fucking flat blindsided by that. So I think that that was one of the only things that I'm like, if we're going to do this, we're gonna, we got to consistently do it. I, I refuse. Like Philip had, Philip was doing at the first year. You, one of the things you want to do is like, why don't we just re upload an episode that when we guessed it on someone and some people actually gave us the fucking raw file that we would, they were like, yeah, sure. Re upload it. It's insane. I didn't expect that to happen. Because I was like, yeah, sure, Philip, whatever. No one's going to fucking give you that, you dumb idiot. And then you got like four episodes of the can. I'm like, oh my god. Well, I don't want to do that because <laughs> it's like I want I want actual episodes to come out. And ever since then, we've always done like whatever we can, like what we're doing right now. But it's like you could do – there are so many different avenues to this thing that you could easily – well, not easily. It's not easy, but like you could genuinely, if you put your mind to it, find all kinds of different avenues for consistency. And you don't have to like literally every week do the thing. There are a lot of shows that pre-record and like months in advance they pre-record. Like I'll guest on uh, Tales from the Backlog and he's like, all right, this episode will be out in fucking October, five months from now. And I'm like, like oh what my the fucking hell? God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, I that's won't insane. remember any of this by that time. It'll be a brand new episode with fucking Phantom Knave talking. From <laughs> it's like a ghost in Mario Kart when you're driving next to him, and I'm like, that's me. That yeah. was me oh before. <laughs> Did you see that fucking YouTube video? The guy, re he was talk. I think he was reading a Reddit post, but it was somebody who would race his little brother's ghost on Mario Kart that had I died never in win. a car crash. Yeah. No, it was like a little brother. Yeah, and he would never win. You're right. Yeah. It's yeah, the so same it went delete. Yeah, because if you won, then the ghost wouldn't be there. God, that's sad. Why'd I bring that up? All right. So uh, little nuggets of wisdom before we start moving on. Uh, odds are you don't suck. Just go for it. Be flexible. Try to stick to a format, but evolve. You don't need to do the same thing forever. It's funny because like the major spoilers podcast has been doing the same thing for like that possibly is like, that's like a nine year old podcast at this point. They just keep doing the same exact format, but they have so many sideshows that have spun off on it. Like, it's insane. I really wanted yeah. to be like them someday. 
Yeah, one of my favorite shows, Last Podcast on the Left, they have a whole – it's side stories, which is their spinoff thing, where, like, they – it's, like, all this dumb, tangentially related shit, but, like, it's – they don't have enough, like, information. It's usually, like, a news podcast. It's, like, oh, this this week uh, a fucking dog showed up at a parade, and then it became the star of the parade, and that's the hero of the week is that dog. And I'm, like, <laughs> great. I'm glad I know that now. So stupid. All right. Uh, besides that, I thought we'd kind of just talk about some different ideas about like give the listener kind of like a, a little workshop of how to build their own podcast. If they like, oh, I want to make a podcast, but I don't know what to be about. Uh, so here's a couple of ideas I thought about. One that I've been keeping in the back pocket for a long time is I want to do a publication based Halo podcast, but I want it to be insanely deep dived. Uh, there's another podcast I really enjoy called Bonfire Side Chat, which is a Dark Souls and Souls podcast, but they go so into detail. They do it by zone or like by boss, where it'll just be a two hour episode where they just talk about the Firelink Shrine or just talk about Undeadburg. And so it's one game that they talked about for two years because they do an episode every like month, it seems. And I think it's incredible. I'd love to do something like that with Halo. Like we play Halo 1 and we just talk about Forward on the Dawn or we're in Halo 3 and we just talk about Halo. Like, oh, this level, like it gives you a chance to admire the things that you really enjoy in a level. Everything is a Halo series. It has so many games. It has books. It has comics. It has movies. It has a TV show. We could do episode by episode of Master Cheeks and just talk about how like, oh man, I can't believe they did this and they ruined the cheeks or whatever. Like, I feel like that would be such a great show, but this could apply to any media that you care about. Like we're a pretty media consuming heavy people. So if you have a media you enjoy, you could just deep dive it and explain why you enjoy it. And you will find an audience that resonates with you and maybe they'll enjoy your take on it it's the name of this the title of this episode is ruined the cheeks yeah they've ruined the cheeks oh you have an idea for a pod dude i think about shit all the time i every now and then i send philip i'll be like i'll be like just randomly like a uh a a podcast about this week that happened in geek history called nostalgia drive and philip's like that's pretty good Uh, write that down i'm like i did when i sent it to you (laughs) that was me writing it down or another very similar know. one. Uh, or like the the yeah. fighting podcast where we were. Uh, oh, what yeah. was it? Supreme Victory. Because that really spun out from. I can't believe there's not a podcast named Supreme Victory. Like that is it's, that's the killer instinct, flawless victory. Essentially, it goes Supreme Victory, and I'm like, Which, that is that's a still good a lost episode name. right now. Until you yeah, edit it. it, it is a lost episode right now. <laughs> Which was our was going to be our Patreon sideshow, kind of replacing listening together, but it's it was focused on fighting games to listen yeah. since it hasn't been released yet or released and on the Patreon or anything. We we did that because listening together was taking up time, and that one actually took more time. More time, yeah. <laughs> way more time. <laughs> so I was like, oh god, just thinking about having to play UFC was like, ah, okay. Another one I was thinking about is like basically the same thing as a Halo one, but with the Pokemon anime and being able to compare it to like, it's more nostalgia based than I think. And also the Pokemon anime just goes wild. Now that I've watched it in Spanish and English, like there's some weird stuff that happens and I'd be interested to see if there's any like dubbing changes to 
like this might be more on someone that if they're really into like Japanese side of it, be like, oh, whenever they did this, they localized this type of section, just like a very intricate look at each episode of the Pokemon anime, because the Pokemon anime is weirdly mass market McDonald's anime. Just like the kids will watch it, whatever. It's like Digimon. They just put it out there to sell toys. But it's also, I think, so interesting because there's so much Pokemon backing and lore in the games to go off of. But the show just does its own fucking thing all the time. Like the great Pokemon race. They're like, there's no part in any of Red and Blue, (laughs) whatever you're racing Pokemon. And they're like, oh, uh, was it Ponyta's flames don't burn you if if it likes you or your friend or something like that? They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, they're just making stuff up. Dude, they did that in Yu-Gi-Oh! Where there was... Dude, I love Everything Wrong with Yu-Gi-Oh! You guys need to watch that. Like, season one of Everything Wrong with Yu-Gi-Oh! is fucking hysterical. Like, there are cards that don't exist, and he's just like, that's a JPEG of the moon. (laughs) (laughs) But there's, like, like, there's a card called, uh, like, Mystical Labyrinth or something like that. And when they played that card in the anime, it spawned a labyrinth. Yeah, and now they had to walk through the labyrinth to fight each other, and I'm just, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then he made a fusion monster that that was like, since Masterful Labyrinth is is on the field, he could move through the walls, and I'm like, "What?" And so like, I never knew how to stupid. play Yu-Gi-Oh. So I thought that that's how you played Yu-Gi-Oh. I thought that was real Yu-Gi-Oh playing. God damn it! Oh, oh Yu-Gi-Oh. So that was the like, you know the four kids the the anime dub and the the guys have the guns and they show up behind Kaiba and point <laughs> at him but in the anime American version they're just pointing at him with their fingers because <laughs> they can't show guns on a kids show in America. Classic. Uh, oh, you so got other ideas for pods? Brainstorm. Uh, how about a podcast about another podcast? How about a podcast where you're a fan of another podcast and you just listen to them talk and then you just intermediately jump in? God, that'd be so you know weird. I mean? <laughs> that could definitely be a solo podcast. Like, I'm just trying to think of what podcast I would do that with because so many of the podcasts I listen to are like comedies and stuff, so it would really yeah. break the flow. <laughs> it had to be serious. It had to be like hardcore history. <laughs> like, it, like when he says this he actually wasn't aware that in the psychology field they developed this at this time period so this term didn't exist whenever he's or something you're not be really be smart able to do that for hardcore history that dan carlin's on uh, on the next level that guy is a pod father oh god so here's another one i was thinking about so in my japanese learning i frequent the subreddit learning japanese a lot don't get me started on Japanese learning. That's a red heathens and, you know, <laughs> otakus. Yeah, you don't want to go to that one. You want to go to learning Japanese, not the Japanese learning one. And there's so much discussion on, like, what tools to use, how to learn Japanese, what's popular right now, like, what's the correct way. Even though it's like all the time we spent discussing this on Reddit, if you just spend that time studying Japanese, you're probably fluent much faster. But whatever. I I would think it'd be cool to do a podcast specifically reviewing Japanese learning tools. Like be like, hey, we probably only do it like monthly or something like that. Like we try an app like Duolingo or whatever. Like we'll do a month of Duolingo Japanese and then report back and be like, hey, this is what I think it taught me. This is how helpful it was. Would it be good for beginners? That type of stuff, just really like dive into and be like, this 
is a good tool or bad tool type deal. What we recommend. Counter argument. A a podcast about English learning tools. Since oh, we dude. know English. That would be so, so funny. Be like, what the fuck is it talking about now? <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> no one actually talks like that. God, it's funny because I actually listen to a lot of Japanese learning podcasts too and natural Japanese podcasts. And I always wonder, like, because I listen to the natural Japanese ones that is like literally Japanese people talking about like video games and stuff. And I can't understand a goddamn thing they're saying. But then I listen to like a hey, beginner's Japanese. Welcome to Japanese class or whatever. And they're like, the the woman goes to the market or whatever. I'm like, yeah, she does. Go like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I understand <laughs> that one. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Shinduru. <laughs> like I understand those ones, but then I go to the other one. Then I think about, man, what if somebody was learning English and they pulled into our show? Like the amount of slang or references or euphemisms we use all the time. Our show is probably incomprehensible to someone that's not a natural English speaker or yeah, has or a lot someone, of English. Or video games. You know, yeah. often we're like, oh, you know this? It's like that. And then you're yeah. like, okay. And then we just go off on whatever. So that might be something relevant. Like maybe you get into teaching language as a podcast idea. Like you, like you said, just review English language learning tools on an English show. Yeah, I think I think a big thing about podcasts is like talk about something that it's like, what is unique about you? You know, what do you uniquely know about or like are interested in? And then just form something around that. Like, I think I was talking, I don't know where I was talking about this too, but like a lot of the YouTubes that YouTube channels I watch are like just homunculuses of two people's favorite things thrown together. You know what I mean? It's like, what? it's like slow-mo guys. They're like, I like to break shit. Well, I had a slow-mo camera. What if we just like <laughs> slow-mo camera us breaking oh, shit? And then that was just it for a long time until they were like, well, now I'm shooting a gun at another gun. <laughs> or like popping water balloons or whatever, or jumping on a trampoline with mousetraps. It's like a lot of those crazy ideas like are from like they're like love childs of two people's passions coming together. Or Mythbusters, you know what I mean? Like the show Mythbusters. I've heard of it. It's just one guy who really liked to build robots, and another guy who was a special effects artist. And they're like, "What?" And they're both just curious people. And they they're like, "What if we just did this thing together at the same time? Like, I know how to make this shit. You know how to make this shit. So why don't like we can like test things with both of our knowledge of these two kinds of specific things? You know what I mean?" Yeah. So I think. Finding a partner is probably a good tip as well. Like solo podcasting is real tough. We know people have done it like Keith from main quest, but finding a partner really takes a load off. Like I've, I've thought about like, man, I don't know how we could ever bring a third member in on the pod at this point. Cause we're such like a duo. Yeah. Like it'd, it'd be, be difficult. It'd be real hard. Like just finding like scheduling for the two of us is insane. So I think like two people is probably the, the prime number you need for a podcast for a conversation. Yeah, and we do it we do it over the internet, but it's like if you have a group of friends, like maybe, you know, if you could get in a in a room with a group of friends, like maybe that would be a little easier than doing two over the internet, but especially if you guys are like very well versed with it, like you can like riff off of each other really easily. All right. Uh do you have any more podcast ideas to throw out there? Cuz I think I'm pretty tapped. Uh do a podcast about it's like a, a tier list of sodas. 
that's drink not bad. Soda. Or no, that's similar to another podcast. What was it? The the ones that drink energy drinks. Was oh it yeah, uh, big drink energy, dude. That's so funny. And they just <laughs> try energy drinks. And they're like, "Yep, this one tastes god awful." <laughs> yeah, it's just ASMR energy drinks. Oh, uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. I forget. It's been year. Man, I haven't thought about them in a minute. I I don't know if they're still around. I I know they post about stuff, but I don't. Do they still make episodes? Where's Twitter? I lost my Twitter. You know, we can always phone this out. Like, let's let's see what ChatGPT has to see about it. Yeah, give, me give some us podcast a ideas. podcast idea. Uh, true crime with a twist. Explore true crime stories, but at a unique angle, such as analyzing the psychology behind the crimes. Okay, that seems kind of generic. Tech Trends Unleashed. Discuss the latest trends in tech. Oh, <laughs> this is why I forgot about them. Because they're, they, they did end. Uh, yeah. But they, they're now uh, Zero Two Heroes podcast. Uh, fighting Game podcast. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's cool. I'm going to miss Big Drink Energy. That was a good name. Yeah, that was real good. All right, and with that, I want to thank our dear listeners for coming out. Go ahead and try and start making something. Like, it doesn't have to be, a, like, I feel like any of this could really apply to kind of any real medium that you want to create in. Yes. YouTube videos, all kinds of stuff like that. All of it's flooded. Just do your thing and have yeah. fun. You got to have fun with it. You got to be passionate about it. Otherwise, it's not going to work. So thanks for joining us this week, all partners. Maybe next time we can all podcast together. So, Bye. Bye.